Today is Friday, July 1st. Welcome to July and uh, welcome to Zoom with Zardy. Uh, today I will be talking to Bruce McBain. He's a former teacher and superintendent uh, or a principal uh, for, that is now running for New York Assembly 126. That is the assembly seat that goes around the southern part of Onondaga County all the way up into uh, the western part of Onondaga County and then into northern Cayuga County. It's currently held by uh, Assemblyman Greg Lamondis, uh, but I think as you'll see uh, when we get into, uh, you know, looking at the wonky Wednesdays on these, um, that this is a district that is, you know, pretty well ready to flip, uh, especially after redistricting this last time. Uh, Bruce has a, a great story about how he got into politics, how, why he wants to run for assembly, and what he's hoping to do when he gets into the assembly. Uh, so I hope you stick around for the interview. Uh, this week, we had our June 28th primary, and uh, congratulations to Governor Hochul and Lieutenant Governor Anthony Del Antonio Delgado. Uh, they won uh, the, pretty handily uh, the June 28th primary for uh, Democrats. Um, even though it's not certified yet, uh, it was a blowout. <laughs> and on the Republican side, while it was, you know, not a close race, it wasn't a blowout by any stretch of the imagination. However, Lee Zeldin won the governor's uh, race for the Republican side. So it will be Governor Hochul versus Congressman Lee Zeldin for governor of New York. Um, and also this week, we are seeing right now, as we speak, um, the uh, New York State Senate and Assembly are being called back into session to pass uh, gun uh, legislation on gun control and uh, possibly to further protect uh, abortion rights because of the incredible decisions by the Supreme Court over the last couple of weeks. Um, I, you know, I talked about this on Monday, but uh, the uh, uh, you know the the attack on New York gun rights and uh, Roe v. Wade um, is a something that is unprecedented in the Supreme Court. And uh, it's uh, something that is gonna be, you know, felt for generations. Uh, we're in a generational fight now to restore some rights and we're probably gonna lose more um, over, as this ultra conservative Supreme Court uh, continues to act uh, in hypocritical and uh, uh, ideological fashion. So um, we're in this fight and the best way to get to protect ourselves is to have the New York State Legislature do it and protect us here in New York, take care of us here. And then we'll have to work on helping uh, other states as well. So uh, that's all that's going on. We uh, expect to certify uh, next week at the Onondaga County Board of Elections. Um, and uh, I have to say, I, I thought it was a pretty, uh, smooth primary. Uh, this uh, Monday is July 4th, so I will not be doing a commissioner in a car uh, this next week, uh, but I will be doing a Zoom with Zarni next week with uh, Senator John Mannion, uh, which will, you know, was timed a long time ago, but it's going to be prescient because I am now going into my uh, run of candidate interviews, which just happened to be the state candidates uh, up first here. Um, you know, I'll be having both Senator Mannion and Senator May and Assemblyman Magnarelli and Sturpey. Uh, and uh, I'm hoping to land uh, Assemblywoman P uh, Pam Hunter, I'm sure, sometime in August. So we're going to be talking about this special session that is uh, happening right now 
why why they felt it was important, why they voted the way they did, and uh, and uh, you know, and and what uh, they're hoping to do if they're reelected uh, to the assembly. So the Zoom with Zarnies are going to start moving towards candidate interviews away from democracy advocate interviews for the rest of the year uh, because we're getting ready for the November election. But don't forget the August primary is coming up as well. That's a primary for Congress, um, August 23rd. Uh, and uh, there are four candidates for that on the Democratic line. Uh, Francis Canole, Chol Bajak, uh, Sarah Hood, and uh, uh, Sam Roberts. Uh, and uh, we're uh, working next week to get ready for that primary to be able to send out absentee ballots at the end of next week while we're certifying the old primary. So there's a lot of stuff happening at the Board of Elections. We've been planning for this turnaround, and I really hope it goes smoothly. But uh, check back in on uh, July uh, 11th uh, when I will uh, do my next commissioner in the car and we'll talk about how all that uh, worked out. So um, great. So thank you very much and enjoy my interview with Bruce McBade, uh, who is running for assembly of the 126th district in Southern and Western Onondaga County, as well as Northern uh, Cayuga County and Auburn. Bye-bye. And I'm back with my new friend, Bruce McBain. Uh, he is running for the 126th Assembly District, which is runs along the southern part of Onondaga County and into Cayuga County. Uh, Bruce, thank you so much for coming on Zoom with Zarni. Absolutely, love it. Thank you for inviting me. So Bruce, uh, you're one of our first candidate interviews. Uh, we're I'm moving the podcast towards the general election now that the first primary is done. We got another primary, but uh, you're not involved in the primary. You're the Democratic candidate uh, for the 126th Assembly. But why don't you uh, tell uh, people about yourself? Well, you know, who's Bruce McVeigh? What, what's your background? Sure, I'll, I'll tell you a bit about why I'm running because I think that, that's very related to, to my background. One of my earlier memories of thinking, you know, beyond just, just you know, myself as a kid was my mom brought me to a summer camp that she was running through our church. And it was in a disadvantaged area. And she brought me, you know, I'm sure, you know, for daycare, you know, to, to play with the, with the kids. Um, and uh, the program uh, didn't have enough money to, you know, provide lunch and, and or the staffing to provide lunch. So I still remember that the kids were supposed to go home for lunch. And I saw pretty quickly that the kids were kind of accumulating outside the building rather than go home for lunch. I remember asking my mom, uh, why? Why don't they go home for lunch? And she had to explain to this you know, kid uh, of, uh, you know, that some people don't have lunch to go home to. And I still remember that moment where she tried to explain the, you know, the goals of the program and how we could provide a, you know, a summer program for kids that couldn't go to summer school. But, um, but yeah, they, they were on their own for lunch. And that's my first memory, Dustin, of uh, learning that life has an equality. Now, I'm sure I learned something about you know, when somebody stole a block in kindergarten or something like that. But from a, from a broader point of view, to think, wow, some people don't have lunch to go home to. So, I learned, and I think I was taught by my parents at a pretty early age, that you do something about that. You act. And pretty soon after that, I think it might have been the next summer, it might have been two summers after that, my parents brought me to Washington, D.C. for a rally, civil rights rally. And 
I still remember the feeling of getting out of the car and seeing thousands and maybe hundreds of people on our, our street, but everybody going the same way to the uh, Washington Mall. Um, and that feeling of, oh, it's not just my little town. There are communities from all over the country uh, coming together for a common cause. And that made me start thinking about it's not just a, a, just a community around me. It's, it's bringing communities together as well. So. Dustin, I was raised to, uh, you know, stand up and fight for what is right and, and help people and uh, help build communities. Um, my parents were both teachers, and so I became a teacher. And that I really thought of that as service. That was my way of, uh, of trying to build community and, and give back to the, uh, to the community. So um, now that I'm retired, I retired uh, last uh, uh, July, um, I am not done yet <laughs> fighting for uh, people's rights and, and help trying to build community. So I am running for assembly. That's, yeah, I mean, the formative years, it's always, I, you know, I, I have a, a similar story, uh, you know, that, you know, in my elementary school, I realized that however bad I thought things were at home, there were so many people who had so much worse and real problems and not enough people were doing something about it. So you said you're retired, where, where did you work? Moravia, Moravia Central School. Oh, yeah. I was a teacher, sorry. Go I ahead, yeah. I was a teacher for 10 years, wow. uh, union president for, for several of those. Uh, and then they, uh, I think you call it promoting. I don't know if it's a promotion from teacher to administration, but I became the middle school principal uh, for uh, 20 years. And then I was the six through 12 uh, principal for the last year. Wow, and, and so- 31 years total in public education. And, and is this your first run for public office? I actually ran for Congress in 1996. Now, I don't mention it that often because I was a school teacher. Uh, I, I kept teaching, you know, so I mean, I'm, uh, and it's a congressional district that was the size of Connecticut or so. It was the old 31st congressional district in the 90s. Um, and uh, you got, you know, totally outspent. And, you know, I'm just driving three or four hours someplace to speak and then driving back. Well. Um, I never had much of a chance, I guess is what I'm saying, but I did run for office. I did get some experience in, uh, you know, in talking with people and finding out what they, they are concerned with and, and trying to advocate for them. You know, I often say that like running for districts that are, uh, you know, nothing's a hopeless cause, but, a, a you know, not quite a, a slam dunk. Running you for know what, district, Dustin? Yeah. Nobody had run against them the time before in 94. And I can't stand that. That's not what our democracy is based on. You know, we didn't have much chance to win at that time. Uh, but I brought up issues. I made them respond to issues. Uh, I gave people some voice. Right. And I mean, that, and that's a public service in and of itself. Just putting yourself out there and, and getting out there and trying to, you know, uh, articulate an opposing viewpoint you know, is, is what our democracy is about. And you have an exchange of ideas, right? Right. So uh, the 126th district is a little bit different uh, this time around. Uh, the uh, assembly maps um, did not go through the court process, but uh, so the 126th district is a little bit more democratic district. It, it runs along the Southern tier of Onondaga into Skinny Atlas, 
Marcellus area and down around Stanford, Millis, and then it goes out into uh, Auburn and uh, and then and then north of Port the, Byron and and, right. and and that's actually an area of uh, of the you know my our county and also Cuyahoga County that I know very well because I I'm a graduate of Skinny Atlas High School. So, All right. So I spent a lot of time in the Auburn Mall uh, in my formative uh, years. Uh, so. Um, you know, why, what, what do you think is unique about your district? What, what do you want, uh, you know, to bring to this race if you're successful uh, and you're able to represent this district? Part of the uniqueness is the diversity. I mean, those towns you just uh, mentioned, you've got some, I mean, Auburn's a city, a uh, small city. Um, you've got some uh, real suburban areas. You've got a lot of uh, lake property. Um, you've got a lot of rural areas, a lot of farmers. I mean, that's a, a big cross-section uh, of America. And that's part of what I love about the, the district is it's, uh, you know, it's not gonna be one issue uh, that's, uh, that, that people are concerned about. People are you know, concerned about multiple issues and diverse issues depending on, um, on where you go. So it's actually the fact that it's, it's hard to define uh, this district uh, that I uh, like. Um, it's uh, to be representative of this district means you've got to represent a lot of different uh, points of view and a, and a lot of different types of communities. And I love that. And, you know, this district has been represented by, well, for most of the district has been represented by a Republican for quite some time, uh, Bill Finch before Mr. LaMondis. And uh, <clears throat> obviously a Republican in the assembly is in the minority. And, uh, you know, so is is there a uh, is there a thought about what a somebody who's in the majority in the assembly could bring to that to that district? I think so. I want to be a voice. I will be a voice uh, for uh, this district. This district has voices, but not so much in the assembly. Uh, to be part of the majority, uh, to be able to bring some of that, you know, more of that. Uh, uh, state money and, and federal money to the uh, to the district is something uh, I'm really looking forward to. Uh, you know, there have been some jokes I've heard. They're not mine, by the way, but I've, I've heard a joke of, uh, uh, you know, the only thing more useless in, in the, uh, uh, than a Republican in the Assembly is a screen door and a submarine, you know, and things like that. Um, uh, Republicans, you know, fight hard for their things, but there's only so much you can do when you're going to be in the minority. And as, as we speak, uh, you know, a rare special session of the Assembly and Senate is happening literally right now. Uh, and that's because of some radical uh, Supreme Court decisions on, uh, on choice and on gun safety. And, uh, you know, uh, now we, you know, the, the lawmakers are being caught, brought back to session to, you know, kind of, uh, you know, Pass some laws to help protect New Yorkers from these decisions. Uh, you're a pretty advocate. Uh, you're, you were pretty adamant on Facebook when the Roe v. Wade uh, decision came down. Um, I guess you know what. What were your thoughts when you read the, read these decisions that are really attacking our way of life here in New York, and also you know uh, a, a radical change in what we've seen in this country uh, with just a few weeks ago, let alone now taking rights away from a segment of our population that 
that doesn't have a choice of whether you're, you're you know, male or female, uh, uh, you know, taking rights away from women, that, that's just abhorrent to me. Uh, taking away somebody's choice, taking away uh, 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 women's right to, to choose to control their own bodies, to, uh, uh, to, to control their, their, their health and, and, and their rights. It actually, uh, I've got so many thoughts going through my head, it's, it's sometimes hard to, to voice them. Uh, I saw a bumper sticker, um, I actually wore it uh, for a bit at one of the rallies and just said, trust women. Like, okay, well, that's, that's pretty simple. Uh, uh, women get to choose uh, these things. So I'm outraged. Uh, I'm not done going to, uh, to rallies to support women's right to choose. Yeah, and in your district, uh, you know, especially, um, you know, with the diversity of the district, it, it, these kinds of issues are going to come up, are going to come up, especially on choice. Um, you know, uh, and I remember uh, I had a kid at 17, we chose to keep, uh, but Planned Parenthood was a big part of uh, you know, those that decision making model. And I went to the Planned Parenthood there in Auburn, uh, you know, to, to help, you know, to guide us through uh, being teen uh, parents. So, you know, th these decisions are not just about ab abortions or about, uh, you know, uh, about, uh, you know, a right to choose. It's also about healthcare, you know, for, yes. for uh, young women, for uh, you know, people who are maybe not uh, you know, not uh, necessarily wealthy, <laughs> you know, don't have the resources. So there is uh, a chance. I know, I think people are still processing, right? And I'm not sure all the polling has come out yet, but I've seen just from my own circle, whether it's Facebook or, or the people I'm talking with, there's a chance this is moving the needle a bit. You know how entrenched we seem as, as like two different worlds sometimes between uh, red states and blue states and, and things like that. But uh, I've seen three, at least, posts on my own Facebook feed from lifelong staunch Republicans, women, who are voicing on Facebook that they've had it and they're no longer in the Republican Party based on that decision. Um, there's a chance that, that it's going to move the needle a bit. Yeah, and I mean, and this district has already been trending blue to begin with even in the old configuration but definitely in the newer configuration but uh that southwest corner of onondaga county and auburn ha has been really you know progressing more uh you know towards the blue side i mean the the last race was pretty close uh and um you know and while you know gary finch was in there for a long time mr lamondas has not and so this is really a, uh, a district that is able to flip and you add in a hot button issue like this. And if we have more than average turnout, perhaps uh, we'll, uh, we'll see that. So what other issues are you hoping to champion as you uh, get into, you know, into the campaign and then hopefully uh, when you're in your first term as congressperson or assembly person? Yeah, I've got a lot, but I'll try to limit. I'm gonna pick two if that's okay with that's you. That's fine. Uh, I'm, an, I'm a 31-year public educator. I'm watching the election returns come back last fall, and I see that uh, you know now Governor Youngkin wins in Virginia based on the issue of education because he ran talking about CRT. Uh, 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 that drives me nuts. 
um, CRT doesn't exist in our uh, public schools. That's a graduate law school level uh, uh, class, uh, but it's more the fact of the style that Republicans seem to be going with of trying to scare people about teachers and about their schools and you know watch out for CRT and there may be books in there that we've got to ban and and uh, 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 you know your teachers may be uh, you know training your kids grooming your kids to be trans I mean it's just ridiculous what what's coming out now when there are real issues we've got to be talking about in education. We haven't recovered from the pandemic yet. I, I find very few people talking about uh, uh, the, the past two years and all of the online work that we had to that, which is all well-intended and we did the best that we could, but there's no way kids got the same education that they were getting um, before. So I'm gonna call that a gap, right? We've got a learning gap. Uh, there that we've got to uh, figure out, aside from the fact that we've learned so much about that we've got to increase our social emotional um, learning in school. So my point is there's just so, there are just so many real issues to be talking about education. The distraction towards some of these other made up issues is verging on being immoral and irresponsible. Um, so I've got a lot that I would like to talk more about about education. I would say another, the other issue that, that's way up there for me is the environment. Uh, you see how I'm driven to issues that are very future oriented and looking out for, you know, what's, what's our community gonna be like five years from now and 10 years from now. Um, we are so fortunate to have so much water around, but because of climate change, now we've got, you know, a, a flooding um, problems that we're going to have to, you know, get the infrastructure money here and, and to, to fix that. But we've got to protect clean water and our lakes um, like they were our children. Uh, as, as time goes on, that, that water is just going to be more and more valuable. And it's valuable in so many ways. It's not just uh, 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 health, which is it should be enough, right? Um, but it's property values on, on the lake. It's the tourism money that is generated um, by having clean lakes and clean water. Um, I met um, last fall four or five people. I was uh, canvassing um, last fall, and then if you continue through uh, the summer for my own campaign, um, I've met four or five people that can't drink the water in their house in their home. That should not happen in our district. That should not happen in our country. <clears throat> and that's another radical decision by the Supreme Court that just uh, yes. uh, declared that the EPA cannot regulate, uh, you know, uh, carbon emissions. It, it, it just totally, uh, I mean, the dissent by Justice Kagan was searing in, 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 in calling out their hypocrisy, even to the textual, uh, you know, they say they're a textualist, but it does say that the agencies do have a chance to regulate. And then they say, no, not, not this time, you know, you know and, and it just seems like blatant disregard for any kind of, uh, uh, well, I, this isn't a Supreme Court story. When I, I've done, believe me, when I've done these with, with my Supreme Court people, well, we get into rants about this kind of stuff, but it just, blatant uh you know uh you know what uh you know different styles of rulings based on what the case is and there is no uh even ideological bent besides ultra right and maximalist and you know this district does have 
uh, you know, beautiful lakes, you know, Alaska Lake, Skinny Atlas Lake, uh, you know, and, uh, and, and they're seeing the, the ravages of, you know, climate change and yet are being represented by people who don't necessarily believe in climate change. And that's, that's a shame. There's so much to learn too, Dustin, about like, I mean, I know the, the, the lake, the things that you mentioned, I was in the Lysander a couple of days ago and people are telling me about, they've got a water chestnut uh, problem. It's another one of those invasive uh, uh, species that uh, that's causing havoc there. I didn't know that until a few days ago as I'm, as I'm walking about and, and talking with people, but it's just amazing how much the environment and climate change is affecting everybody. And to comment on what you were also just saying, what the thought that was going through my head was uh, the state, the states are going to be, state government's going to become more and more important. Not that it wasn't before, but the Supreme Court seems to basically be saying, uh, you know, let's, let's uh, relegate this, these issues down to the states. <clears throat> so, you know, this is a democracy podcast. I'm, I'm an elections guy. Uh, you know, uh, and and obviously the uh, pro democracy, uh, you know, uh, legislation that has happened since 2019 has changed uh, the way we vote here in in New York, and uh, we've even, you know, we just passed a major seminal piece of legislation with the John John R. Lewis Voting Rights Act, but uh, you know, democracy is under attack. Right now, we, I, at least I feel that way. I think a lot of people feel that way. We see the uh, hearings with January 6th and the state legislature has a role in elections. Um, and, you know, what, what are your thoughts on that? You know, on the additions of things like early voting and, uh, you know, uh, other other methods. And of course, you know, the, the, the gain of uh, absentee voting that a lot of people are using now. Well, are, do you have any thoughts on uh, maybe democracy issues that you want to, uh, you know, bring to the legislature? Yes. Just a quick comment, though, about the national uh, yeah, uh, things going on on January 6th. Uh, that was an attempted coup, and, and that, I just didn't know that was possible in this country, Dustin. I really didn't. Uh, uh, it, it is... I hope that we all take from it like, wow, we've got to double down on our uh, love and faith in democracy. Um, at the state level, Dustin, I'm in favor of uh, election day being a holiday. Uh, I think we've got to uh, raise uh, the level of our value, the, the way we value voting and our democracy. So it needs to be as easy as possible. Uh, holiday, uh, yes to the early voting, yes to the absentee ballot voting uh, until uh, you know, if, we, if, if, if it's discovered that somebody has, has you know, uh, voted illegally, we catch that. I mean, that's one of the things I, I wish people would understand is like, you know, sometimes they'll say, oh, well, you know, six people uh, in the state voted illegally. Yeah, we caught them. Uh, and and they, they, the votes didn't count. Um, and other than that, 99 point, I mean, you know, it's better than I do, 99 point, whatever, 99% of the votes are all illegitimate and legal. Um, so yes, as much as we can do to make uh, democracy uh, valued enough so that as many people can vote who want to. Yeah, and, and what people don't understand is, you know, 90, almost all the times, which is a, a, a incredibly infinitesimally small amount of people that do try to vote twice, we catch them before we count that vote. So yes. that vote never counted because it's extremely easy to catch and you're extremely dumb if you try. Uh, because we do 
uh, the double checks. And, uh, you know, we have technology in place now and signature checks and all of that. Um, and then anytime we find something that is truly bad, we we send it to the uh, district attorneys who prosecute that. So yes. it's, it's beyond um, frustrating for me as an election professional. But I, I do want to say that the New York Assembly and Senate uh, and Governor Hochul, uh, you know, who has now won her primary uh, and, you know, ha have been champions of democracy over the last few years. And I think a lot of a lot of stuff where, you know, Senator Myrie likes to say we try to get it New York from worst to first. And we're getting there. We're not there yet, but we're getting there. So. I think we're in pretty good shape. I don't know if yeah. you agree with the words that I'm using, but I think we're in pretty good shape. I hear of local issues, okay. you know, in a local area that they might make the polling place conducive for one side over the other, things like that. But those, from what I'm seeing, that those are fewer and farther between. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I think, uh, you know, it, it, you know, a lot of the legislation passed over the last few years makes it challenging for local boards, but they're pro-voter, uh, you know, uh, legislation. So yeah, it's more work for me. But the voters are protected, and that's more important. So, uh, well, you know, Bruce, you're, we're getting on that time period where uh, you know I like to kind of wrap up these uh, interviews. But I always like to close with this one question: What haven't we talked about? What what have what don't we know about you, or an issue you want to talk about, or uh, you know anything really? The floor is yours. What haven't we talked about today? I could go on about issue after issue, but I don't think that's the intent of your question. So uh, I would like people to know that I'm a fighter for people, uh, that uh, I am looking to be the voice uh, for people in this uh, district. Um, I spent my career trying to help build communities and I wanna continue uh, doing that. I also, I think, come to the job with more empathy than maybe some uh, uh, governmental leaders uh, have. Uh, I'm on a fixed income. I, I know very well what inflation is, uh, it, it, you know, the, the stress of inflation. Um, my daughter has diabetes, so I'm used to figuring out how to rebudget because of the, the prescription costs of, uh, of insulin. Um, and I plan on bringing that empathy to uh, Albany as well. So I think I, and I'm a listener. I, I mean, that's, I don't want to like, uh, steal Hillary Clinton's term of, of going on a listening tour, but that's what, when I'm going door to door, Dustin, so that's, as soon as I get out, uh, I'm Bruce McBain, I'm running for a state assembly. Pretty soon after that is, I wanna be your voice, to be your voice, I need to know what's on your mind. So would you tell me what your, uh, the first and second uh, issue is uh, for you and how I can represent you in Albany? So I think those are things I want people to know. I'm a fighter. Uh, I will listen to you so that uh, I can, and I'm empathetic with you so that I can uh, represent you. Oh, that's amazing. Um, Bruce, uh, where can people find you on the web? Bruceforassembly.com. And of course, you're on Facebook and on yes. Twitter. I think I'm not, I mean, all that's on the website. So if you can go to the website, Bruceforassembly.com. You can see all the other things. And I know if you just for search your name on Twitter and Facebook, it comes sure. up. That's how I found it. And <laughs> I started following. Uh, well, Bruce, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on Zoom and Zarni. Good luck on the campaign trail. And, uh, you know, whether you're here in Onondaga County or there in Cayuga, uh, you know, I know you're going to be working hard uh, to represent the 126. Thank you. And by the way, 
and this is coming from a Knicks fan, and we've had the worst history in the past 20 years, but I'm well aware if you're a Celtics fan, sorry uh, about the finals. I mean, sort of. <laughs> I root against the Celtics. But... Banner 18 will come eventually. <laughs> we had a good run. Ooh, that's a good way of, uh, of losing, but rubbing it in at the same time. <laughs> well, thank you so much for my guest, Bruce. Um, who who's running for assembly in the 126th assembly district uh, uh ne next week i will continue my uh candidate interviews i'll have senator john Mannion on who's running in much of the same area that That's right. uh that mr mcbain uh is running for as well and he's your senator but he has a different district now and uh so we'll hear from him on what uh, you know, and, and we'll get some reaction to this special session that is happening right now. Uh, we're wrapping up our, um, we'll be certifying the, the recent June primary on August 8th, but remember that there is an August primary, August 23rd for the congressional seats and state Senate. Uh, if you're a conservative listening to this program, uh, state Senate uh, district number 48 uh, has a conservative primary. And then of course, all of Onondaga County, uh, uh, has a uh, congressional primary in the uh, 22nd Congressional District on both Democrats and Republicans. Uh, you can go to onvote.net to find out all your information and find out where your polling place is. Uh, thank you again to my guest, Bruce, and enjoy the rest of the day. Bye-bye. Thank you.